This is the Better Than Before Betrayal podcast, episode number 37. I don't say should anymore. Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a life coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing as I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace, confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hi there. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. I hope that you are finding this content helpful. Life-changing, even if only in little ways. Even if you're experiencing small shifts in your thinking. Becoming a little bit aware. A little bit curious about your thoughts. You can notice significant changes. Today, I'm going to tell you about my thoughts about the word should. You've heard me call it the S word. And today, I'm going to talk about it. Several years ago, I eliminated the word should from my vocabulary. Have you heard of anyone else doing this? Have you done this? I highly recommend it. And here's why. The word should brings a lot of judgment and shame with it. It comes from manuals. We are bombarded with messages of what we should and shouldn't do constantly. What should you do anyway? We live in a society and a religious culture that gives us a lot of ideas what we should and shouldn't do. Many people base their value on what they accomplish. They believe their value is based on their productivity or that the shoulds and the should nots make them a good person or a bad person. What, what are the reasons behind these shoulds? I like to give my permission, myself permission to do or not do anything I want. I like to ask myself why I think I should do something. I get curious about my drive and my motivation. Does it pass the test? What is my reason for doing it? Do I want to do it? Do I want the result it will produce even if I don't want to do the thing? That is a real thing for sure. Do I want the result it will produce even if I don't want to do the thing? That's a fun one to work through. Am I doing it to please anyone else? Who am I trying to please? And why? Do I like my reason? That's an important one. My favorite one, in fact. Do I like my reason? I like to choose what I choose and like my reason. I like to make 
my choices, not because I think I should. I like to do the things because I love and because that is who I want to be. I want to base my choices on what is important to me and not to please others or gain acceptance from others. Now, I like validation just as much as the next gal. Don't get me wrong. And I have learned that I want to be true to myself more than I want the approval and acceptance of others. What is important to me may not be important to those around me. I've had practice in holding my own, not giving in to people-pleasing, although I probably do it, plenty of it still. I'm human. So to clean up my thinking, I eliminated the word should from my vocabulary. It helps me keep in check with what I expect others to do and what I think others expect from me. And of course, I'm not perfect at it, and I think it helps me. I do think it helps me. So, what shoulds come up for me? I have some random things I thought of, and as always, this is nowhere near an exhaustive list. Just a few things I thought of. I invite you to consider the shoulds that come up for you. We can have shoulds around our roles. Parenting, our home, cooking, exercise, food, church, work, relationships. These are just a few. So here are some of my thoughts around some of them. So there are a lot of shoulds around being a mother. What are your shoulds around this role? And for the guys listening, around being a father. Parenting styles are as varied as parents. The way one person does it is different from another person. This is an easy example as to where we might have some shoulds and should nots. When my kids were young, I loved to read books and listen to other moms and their ideas. I loved gleaning from their experience. There were definitely moms that I respected and agreed with. I got some great ideas from them. And there were ideas that I would adopt and ideas that were not for me. I tried to be the best mom I knew how, and I know I failed in some areas because of my own weaknesses. I don't beat myself up about it. I choose not to believe that I should have done things better. The fact is, again, I did the best I knew how at the time. We would all do better, quote-unquote, if we could go back knowing what we know now and do things differently. And that's not an option. So no shooting ourselves. Parenting definitely looks different for me now that my kids are adults and on their own. When they were younger, I parented the best I knew how. Now, parenting looks very different. I respect the fact that they are individuals, as I did when they were young. And this is my first experience parenting adult kids. And guess what? I'm doing it the best I know how. And I'm sure I'm messing things up. 
and I'm getting some things right, hopefully. Could I do things differently, like the neighbors do things? Sure. And I'm going to do things the way I think is best. Collaborating with my husband, because we definitely have different ideas too. There are many voices out there that we can listen to. If they're helpful, listen to them. If they're judging or shaming, tune them out. Okay, next, cleaning my house. I clean my house sometimes because I like to have a clean house, not because cleaning excites me. I'm not one of those people that loves to clean. I do want my house to be clean, so I get to choose what result I want and choose how to get that result. I can pay someone to do it, and I have done that sometimes, or I can do it myself. Fortunately, I have a husband that cleans too. I know people whose standard of clean is above mine and below mine. I'm looking out my window, <laughs> and a cleaning service has just pulled up across the street. <laughs> oh, well, they've left. Anyway, I can should or shame myself into cleaning. I can beat myself up about my not cleaning more. I can compare myself and my house to others. Or I can leave the shoulds and the shame out of my life and answer my brain when it goes there, because it will. I choose not to be a slave to my house, and I accept that, that means that it isn't always as clean as even I'd like it to be. I do have friends and family that say my house is always clean. Of course, they don't look in all the corners. <laughs> in the closets. But I take responsibility. It, my motto is clean enough to be healthy and dirty enough to be happy. This is something that I have struggled with. Shame, shoulds around cleaning my house. And I'm letting it go. Okay, uh, next thing, exercise. I exercise because I want to take care of my body. I want to be strong for a lifetime. I like the way I feel after a workout. I don't necessarily like doing a workout. It depends on what it is. And there are many activities I enjoy. And sometimes even though it's an activity I enjoy, it's hard in the moment of doing. It's important to me to have a healthy body. I had this realization when I was 16 years old and my dad had a heart attack. I decided I wanted to care for my body so that I could hopefully be healthy and be able to do all the things I wanted to do in life. I realized that there is much out of my control as far as health goes and I can at least try. I do plenty of comparisons in this area. I have to watch my brain and thoughts that it offers me. 
it's a good awareness practice opportunity for sure. This could sound a lot like a should to you listening, but it's not. I have to stay in check, and I assure you, I eat too many treats and definitely don't work out enough to be considered obsessive. I do it because I'm hoping for the benefits of health. And I will admit I have some vanity in there too. Definitely, for sure. I have to watch my brain. Exercise is something I do because I want the result that requires the action. Not necessarily because I want to do it, and not because I should do it. Cooking. I cook because I choose to. I am not one of those gals that loves to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. I like to cook okay. I'm not passionate about it, like some people are. I do believe that cooking meals at home are more nutritious than eating out, and I do like to eat out. I know people that don't cook. No shame, no shooting. I have some beliefs about food, and I try not to judge others about their choices. It helps me to be more curious than judging. I can consider what it would be like to be one of those food bloggers that thoroughly enjoy being in the kitchen all day, and what it would be like to be someone that just doesn't cook. It's fascinating to me, and I'll be me, and they can be them, and it's all okay. No right way to be, and no wrong way to be. Just different ways that we get to be different. And no judging. So, church. It's the next one on my list. I love my heavenly parents and my Savior. So I want to stay close to them. So I study the gospel every day. I pray so that I can speak to them. I want the strength and power that comes through their guidance in my life. I don't study because I should. I study because I love learning, knowing, understanding, and for the strength and blessings that it brings to my life. Was there a time in my life that I read because I should? Yes, of course. I'm pretty sure that's true for everyone that reads scripture. And then I felt something that changed. And now I do it for reasons that are dear to me. I fulfill my callings, not always because I love them. Some of them are challenging and out of my comfort zone. Okay, that's probably all of them. I serve because I want to do my part. Again, because I love my Savior and my Heavenly Parents. And this is the way their church is organized. It is definitely an opportunity for growth. Another result that I want, so I do the thing needed for growth. And relationships. What about being a wife? What shoulds do you have around that? 
I get to constantly work on this one. I get to choose what kind of wife I want to be. Again, we're, we're bombarded with messages of how a wife should be. Let all that go. Be who you want to be. Unless you're hiding. And if that's what you want to do, I guess you can do that too. <laughs> I want to always be learning and growing. Trying to be better in all the areas of my life. Again, not because I should. Because I want to have my best life. Marriage is an opportunity for growth. Take responsibility for how you show up as a wife. You get to choose the kind of wife you want to be. And we have to choose it every day. Every moment. What are the things I do? Why do I do the things I do? Again, things have to pass the test. Do I do them because they're important to me? Do I do them because I want the result required? Those things pass the test. If I'm doing something because I want approval for people-pleasing to prove my own worth as a person, that's not clean thinking. Has this been the most random episode? Maybe so. I'm just rambling on about the shoulds that could show up in a life. Some that show up in mine. There are tons more. My daily habits and life choices I make are because I want to do these things. No guilt or shame allowed. If I don't do a thing, that's okay. What are some of the shoulds that have come up for you? What do you struggle with? Do you have little voices in your head saying you should do things? Or you should not do things? Ask yourself the questions. Why? Is there shame? Are they things that you want the result of and you just lack the motivation for? Or are they manuals? Are they expectations that others have of you? Or that you have for yourself that come with unwanted pressure that isn't really who or how you want to be? Does it come with a feeling that you aren't good enough in some way? That is key. If a should comes with an underlying message that you're lacking, it isn't useful. So here's a challenge for you. Try catching yourself. How many times in a day or a week do you say or think the word should about yourself or someone else? Pause and get curious about the thought. Is it useful? Is it a manual? Is it shaming? Is it judging? You should try it. Just kidding. Try it if you want to. I'll tell you that for me, it 
has been very helpful to eliminate the word should from my vocabulary. It is a tiny thing that makes a big difference in the way I think about things. And the way I think about things is key in making my life better than before betrayal. Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope-filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you have questions about this or any topic that you'd like to understand more deeply, to help you take responsibility for your own happiness, to find growth and healing from what you have experienced, please go to betterthanbeforebetrayal.com and schedule a time to chat with me. I'd love to answer questions for you. See you soon.